0: What's happening, listeners? I'm excited that you're with us again here with our No Sweat Evangelism podcast. Just a reminder, our podcast is designed really to help you make sharing your faith very simple. We're doing something a little bit different with this particular series, though. We're actually interviewing some pastors throughout the state of Georgia who really are getting it done when it comes to evangelism. And I'm super excited today to have on the line with me Jay Kimbrough. Jay is the pastor of Victory Baptist Church down in Tifton, Georgia. And uh, the word that I'm getting about Jay is that he's definitely got a heart for evangelism and the Lord's really just using him. So Jay, just, just say hello to all of our listeners very quickly. Hello, how are you folks today? There you go, there you go. Listen, Jay, not everybody knows your story, so take just a minute and kind of share with us how you came to faith in Jesus. Yeah, Thanks,
1: Dr. Skipper. I, um, I was raised in the church. I was uh, there all the time. My dad was a deacon, my mom was a Sunday school teacher, and uh, we were just in church all the time. Um, I walked down an aisle when I was six years of age and, uh, you know, felt like I was felt like I was doing what everybody else expected me to do. Uh as a teenager I was actually sharing sharing my faith. I was talking to other uh teenagers about how they could come to know Christ and I just uh realized that that peace that I was telling those guys and gals that they they could have in Jesus, I realized that I didn't have that peace. And I remember one night out of my backyard right by myself, um, you know, I just asked Christ to, to come in and into my heart, uh forgive me of all my sin and be my Savior and I I, ha, I received that peace that I, I desired, and what I was telling other teenagers that they needed, and and so then um, you know just uh, not long after that, I sensed a call into the ministry, and have, have served the Lord since then. It's not always been um, you know the type of life that I would necessarily be proud of. I've I've walked away from God before, but He's never walked away from me. So uh, just I've got that sort of that church you know uh, testimony. Um, but I find that that's one that many people have if uh, if you get them you know get them right down to talking about um, about um, their faith they many people that are raised in church, I especially in here in South Georgia that there's a lot of folks that have been raised in church but don't necessarily uh, have that that real real life in Christ. but that's what I found at about age fifteen.
0: man, that's pretty awesome. So it sounds to me like you led yourself to faith in Christ, which is uh, pretty, pretty pretty crazy when you think about it, right? But uh, Yeah,
1: well, I had an awful lot of folks, of course, that contributed to my life that brought that about.
0: Yeah, sure, so, definitely, sure. definitely. It is interesting because you mentioned being down in Tifton, there are a lot of folks who were raised in church. And I do find that uh, sometimes it's harder to lead people to faith in Jesus who have a false sense of assurity as opposed to a genuine relationship with Christ. But you know, from what I understand about you, Jay, is that you do have this great passion to reach people with the gospel. But tell me, what is it that really drives that passion? Uh, why do you desire to see people come to know Christ?
1: Well, I tell you, uh, Doctor Skipper, because of you know just that that church life that I was experiencing, and and in those teenage years, realizing that um, you know you can have all the religion. The world has to offer, but if you don't know Christ personally, then then you are just definitely missing out and Then, as I uh, went into the ministry through college and seminary and uh, always was um, you know um, saw the need for and always shared my faith and whenever God gave me opportunity to do so, wherever that might be, I just began to realize that you know that, that a lot of people. Are, uh, are walking around in sort of a fog they, they really are, or confusion. They really do not understand that, that real life in Christ comes about with radical change. Now, for some people, of course, radical change doesn't mean um, you know, they give up drugs and, and a, and a sordid background, but what it does mean is that inside you are no longer the same person that you were before coming to christ and so many people i think are just um they're just living a religious life uh that don't know that that uh that have not experienced that radical change um so when i've seen what god can do through in people's lives through a personal relationship with christ just the 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 uh tremendous uh peace that comes uh the the victory that some people feel and experience, um, the great joy that uh floods people's souls i mean it's an amazing thing when you see that happen uh just because you have um ventured to open your mouth and actually to tell people <clears throat> you know that that they can have this new life in Christ and you begin to share with them in a way that uh you know guides them along the process and it's just been it's kind of like one of those things that you just can't get enough of so um, there's there's been times when my passion has waned, like anybody else's. Uh, have to you know have to say that, but I tell you, then it's amazing to me when I when I feel the the most defeated sometimes, and I'll just pray, Lord, you know I haven't haven't seen people come to know Christ. I don't know what's going on, Lord. Uh, you know, open some doors. You know, put me in front of some people. Um, that, that need to hear the gospel, and when I get a chance to do that and somebody prays, receive Christ, invariably somebody's going to get saved, and it's been an amazing thing, and it just kind of recharges the battery all over again.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Man, that reminds me, too, just the last church that I pastored, uh, anytime I, I felt discouraged or defeated or whatever the case may be, it was amazing. I would just grab a couple staff guys or some lay folks and say, hey, let's go share Jesus with some people. And uh, just yeah. that simple act just kind of rejuvenated me and brought me back to, really, what am I here for? And it's to reach people exactly. with the good news of Christ. And, man, I, I appreciate exactly. your passion. I can hear it in your voice just sharing as well and you know, when you think about reaching people with the gospel, is there somebody who's helped fan the flame of evangelism in your life? Maybe there's a former pastor, mentor, maybe even a book that you oh, read yeah. that kind of got you. Who was that?
1: <laughs> That's an easy answer there. Um uh, my father in law um was the man that really uh lit the flame in me. Um when I began dating my girlfriend at the time who is now my wife of almost forty two years um, he was the pastor of Church Cross Town. Uh, her dad was, and um, he didn't allow her to come to my church. So I ended up having to go to his church <laughs> right, right, in right, order right. to date uh, to date my wife. And uh, so uh, I was under his preaching. And uh, man, let me tell you, there's a man that I've never there's there's no one I've ever seen who has um, has such fire. Uh, even at now at 86 years of age, uh, still. Uh, that's, that's his life's goal and his life's mission always has been to lead people to Christ. His name is Dr. Jerry Passmore. He was the, uh, he is the former pastor now pastor emeritus for Olive Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. Right. And, uh, he became the director of evangelism for the Florida Baptist Convention for the last 10 years of his full-time ministry after he left Olive. And what well, I tell you, he's, um, He's he's one man that has a passion for souls and Olive Baptist Church. While I was there, uh, was the church under uh, my father-in-law's leadership who uh, that um, trained more people in an old uh, soul-winning approach called CWTs, Continued Witnessing Training, which of course is the Southern Baptist response to uh, evangelism explosion. That's right, and uh, mm-hmm. it was. Um, uh it was just I was in the midst of that and watched that happen and I was trained back that that many years ago in CWT and um that just lit a fire in me that's never gone out. Uh, I, I've just watched the man throughout his entire you know, life, my entire adulthood and it's made an impression on me that I can't, you know, I can't uh can't get away from. It's something that um that I carry with me for from you know, going forward.
0: Yeah, so. definitely. That's pretty pretty awesome. The impact he's had in your life, and how many people can say that their father in law impacted yeah. them? That's that's pretty tremendous, man. I love it, love it, love it. Well, I know you've been in ministry several years, and uh, you know you were trained. Apparently, it sounds like with a CWT. Um, has there been anything just in the years that you've been in ministry where where you've had to change your method of sharing Christ with others? Or do you do you still kind of use the CWT approach or have you kind of, you know, moved into a different approach?
1: Well, you know, CWT, uh, I still, um, that's my default. I'll go back to that. I was a pastor, uh, leader, um, and trained folks for several years in faith. Um, I also, uh, having been used um, back in the early part of my ministry uh, uh, in several churches in the Florida Baptist Convention, um, where I train people in uh, one day soul winning workshops, you know how to share your faith using a an evangelistic track uh how to how to write and uh share your your personal testimony uh, in three basic steps uh those sorts of things uh, but it always gets back to of course the basics of the gospel yes, um, I learned long ago that God'll use anything it doesn't matter um, you know what you uh what Approach you have, um, he's going to he's going to use you as long as you're willing, and that's where in uh, my approach to um, you know leading my church, I try to train folks uh, fairly regularly on how to share their own faith, and and I train them in some basic things, sort of a little approach that I have uh, developed over the years. But um, you know, they they come to me and say, "Well, Pastor, you think this will work?" And I say, "Absolutely." You know, right. if it's got the basis of the gospel there, man, you just go, you use it. Uh, I'm not gonna try to limit my folks on on how they share. You know, I, I yeah. tell them, uh, you know, you don't have to be able to preach a message. You don't have to memorize scripture, uh, although those things are good. Uh, you don't have to have a canned approach necessarily, but uh, you just get out there and just just talk to people about what Jesus has done in your life.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. A, that's a lot of fun. yes, I love that, and I love that statement. God can use anything uh, as long as we're willing, All right? So the more people exactly. we have willing, uh, the more people we're going to see come to faith in Jesus. And here's the thing: I know yeah. you're leading a um, an evangelistic church right now, so give our listeners maybe a little insight into what it takes to lead a church to be evangelistic and maybe some things that your church is doing uh, that your you know, lay leadership really has grabbed hold of and said, all right, we, we love this pastor. We really want to continue to do this.
1: Well, uh, you know, every church is, is uh, a little bit different in its style and its approach to doing ministry. Um, but every church needs, first of all, out of its pastor, uh, for that pastor to set the example. You can't lead anybody uh into anything that you've not experienced. You can't take anybody somewhere you've not been, so you need to be a soul winner yourself. That's the first thing if you're not a soul winner yourself, then you not know, mightn't better get in the closet you know with the lord and mm. and get that right before you start trying to lead your church to be an evangelistic church i mean you can you can preach messages all day long, but if you're not um, if you're not a soul winner sharing in christ yourself uh it's it starts off with example, but then preaching evangelistically, I know you know um this day and time we hear uh, over and over about how we've got to preach messages that um you know that uh, scratch an itch we've got to preach messages that you know uh counsel from the pulpit and I agree with all of that people are hurting they've got all sorts of things that they deal with um you know they've got doubts they've got fears they've got guilt uh problems with their children problems with addictions problems in their marriage on and on it goes but um, just like when Paul said, you know, if if we don't focus on the cross, First Corinthians one, um, we'll not uh, be able to ultimately help people. We've got to focus on the cross, preach, make a beeline for Jesus. You know, uh, give evangelistic uh, invitations. Uh, uh, be careful about always uh, bringing people back to the cross. And letting them know that there's an opportunity to receive Christ, and I know sometimes it can be very discouraging if you give continually give an invitation and people aren't coming, but um, I guarantee you that if you're doing it yourself you're going to get folks you know uh, eventually to respond uh, as you preach and as you share um, but preaching evangelistically and then training your people on a regular basis, I think it's important to uh, always be offering um, you know, uh, opportunities for people to uh, to sharpen their skills or to or to uh, just glean skills to get skills in uh, in how to share their faith, um, and then give, like I said earlier, give them multiple ways uh, and opportunities to witness. We've done something here that I really it's it's not new to me. I mean, it's um, uh, y- you've heard of the grow approach uh, yes, for sir. outreach for churches ministry. Uh, well, I came into Victory, and Victory was a small church and really had not been uh, very um, evangelistic in seeing many baptisms in the past. Um, so I didn't have that many people really, you know, and they really did not have an organized outreach ministry. So I took Grow and just sort of, Condensed it down. We call it Go Outreach. There you go. <laughs> we don't do four. <laughs> we don't do four Monday nights a month, but we do two Monday nights a month. or we did up until the pandemic, anyway. Right. Um, we would take a, a first and third Monday night, and I had I had same groups. We have a G night and a an No night, and um, we had had them split up. And and to this church's credit, I mean, man, we we had about thirty five to forty people um, in that first uh, go round with uh, Go Outreach. We had them uh, commit to come and do that where we have them make uh, you know uh, outreach phone calls or first touch first touch phone calls where we had them um, uh, we have prayer team that would come in and pray uh, we would have a card and letter writing team we'd have a, a, a phone calling team and then we'd have those that would go out and do a you know, kind of a welcome packet they'd hang on the the new move-ins to our community, hang on the doors, and then we'd have a evangelistic team that had actually been trained, and those folks that were fired up, ready to go out and share their faith, and so they'd all come, they'd commit to do, do go do those things, and we really had it had it going, man. And, and then this pandemic hit, and I, I know it's knocked us all for a loop, but. Uh, that's our that's our, our goal. And then another church uh, growth approach that I have that gives me opportunity to be in front of, of new folks that need to hear the gospel is I do something called the pastor's breakfast on a regular uh, basis every Sunday morning. Uh, folks who visit our church on the previous uh, Sunday for the first time, they're first-time guests. We give them a little gift, and we invite them back to the the following Sunday for pastor's breakfast during the the, uh, the Bible study hour, during Sunday school hour, where we ask folks to come and join us uh, for a free breakfast. Don't don't ask you to bring anything except for an appetite. They come down and they they sit with me um, at that breakfast. They hear about our church. I share the vision of victory. And then I share the gospel. And I've seen many folks get saved right there during that time. And they can a- actually have opportunity to join the church during that time as well. So, uh, that's a, that's a, just an approach that <clears throat> has worked here at Victory and has worked at other churches as well.
0: Wow. Yeah, hey, I love that. It reminds me as well, we used to do a similar thing uh, for lunch, so we would have people after the service stay over. It's pretty amazing how when they come in uh, to a smaller setting like that and they kind of have you know, your attention as the pastor, how much, uh, how much they pay attention and just listen And I I was shocked to see how many people were coming to faith in Jesus as a result of that. And it sounds like that's what you've got going on the pastor breakfast. I love that. Man, that's a great, great idea. Hey, listen, I've I've asked everybody that I've been interviewing this same question. So I'll ask you, and this is kind of how we'll end our time together. But if you could go back in time and talk to yourself just beginning ministry, what would you say to yourself? You know
1: the first thing that comes to my mind is is just don't get sidetracked. Uh you know like I said before focus on the cross, focus on the gospel. Life's going to happen and um it's an intentional uh, effort on the part of the pastor to stay stay more focused than ever on the main thing and that's reaching the lost. Uh I believe as our country it seems to be torn apart at the seams. Uh, uh folks um uh, you know you know a lot of, a lot of people say well There's going to be a big falling away, and there is a falling away, we feel like, with the pandemic and uh, just the division in our country. I just believe that it's going to be incumbent upon pastors and myself included in that and and churches to be a place of refuge, to be a place of peace, to be a place that is attractive or attractional so that we have the end end in view, that we remember why we're here. And and just uh, share with folks that, you know, tomorrow's not not promised we don't know what's uh, you know what's going to come we have to have to trust Christ today before it's eternally too late and I know I've been sidetracked've I've gotten uh, um, you know my attention uh, redirected at times uh, I know I've been uh, disobedient in areas of my life and just a continual day in and day out uh, discipline of just making the main thing the main thing getting back to preaching of the gospel and just sharing with people and and uh, helping them realize that that Jesus is the one that, uh, that they need over and above anything else that this life has to offer.
0: Jay, I love that, man. You would tell yourself, keep the main thing the main thing and focus on the cross. That is a strong word. And I appreciate Jay spending a little bit of time with us today to be able to share from his heart what God is doing in his life and through his life, but then simultaneously what the Lord's doing in and through the life of his church. Victory Baptist in Tifton, Georgia. And Jay, it's been a pleasure just to hang out with you and uh, get to know you a little bit better. And I'm excited about how the Lord's using you. And let me just remind everybody who's listening today that no evangelism.com is a website designed specifically for you and your church family. It actually provides a very simple way that you can train individuals in your church to share their faith and just as jay was saying a minute ago you know he he doesn't you know knock any approach he'll use any approach uh, this is just another simple approach to help people know how to share the gospel. So take a look at that if you haven't already, No sweatevangelism.com. And let me once again tell you thank you for listening, and thanks to Jay for being with us. And behind the scenes is the producer of All Producery. It is John Graham taking care of business, and we appreciate his ministry as well. So hopefully you have a wonderful day, and let me remind you, keep on sharing Christ.